What is going on, everybody? You are listening to the J-Red Show. For the second year in a row, the Buffalo Bills are your AFC East Division Champions. The Bills defeat the New York Jets 27-10. Josh Allen was 24-45, 239 yards, two touchdowns. Even if the Bills lost this game, they would have won the division anyway. Because the Miami Dolphins defeated the New England Patriots 33-24. And the Bills and the Patriots will meet in the wildcard playoff this Saturday. And my feeling about this win is a little bit mixed. At the end of the day, I am happy. A win's a win. It is very nice to see the Bills repeat as division champions. And to get a home playoff game, this time with a full attendance. However, there are some concerns. After a open and drive touchdown when it went 7 plays for 75 yards, the next Bills drives was field goal, turnover on downs, punt, 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 field goal, punt, 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 punt. And it wasn't until... um. Se- Till late in the fourth quarter when the Bills found the end zone again. So it was very disheartening to see this Bills team sputter against the lowly New York Jets team. Brian Dable again. Sloppy play calling. And Josh Allen struggling in the snow. Well, one bright side is that Devin is that the running game is starting to get going. Devin Singletary had 19 carries for 88 yards and one touchdown. And I'm going to transition into the playoffs, and I'm going to talk about why Bills fans should be optimistic and confident, and why Bills fans should be pessimistic and concerned. Um, the biggest reason for optimism is Josh Allen. I mean, no matter how many flaws your team has, if you have an elite quarterback, you have a shot at the Super Bowl. And Josh Allen is an elite quarterback. When he is hot, he is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. As I mentioned, the running game is starting to get better. Singletary had a very good game. 
He, Singletary has been red hot, and they've really found their identity as a running game. The defense is starting to get better. Zach Wilson had a horrible game. 7 for 20, 87 yards. They, they sacked him eight times, and then, then one sacked to Crowder. Nine sacks. And finally, this Bills team could easily be 15-1. and one. In all 11 of their wins, they won all of them by 12 points or more. Whereas in their six losses, only the Colts' game was by more than seven. I am trying to convince myself that the Buffalo Bills are the best team in the NFL. They're the most well-rounded team in the NFL. Sure, they have their flaws, which I'll get into. But actually, that's going to be another reason to be uh, somewhat optimistic. Because um, the Bills, while the Bills have their flaws, so does every other top contender. The Kansas City Chiefs have been very inconsistent, even though they have Mahomes, Hill, and Kelsey. The Tennessee Titans are the most fraudulent number one seed in the NFL. They have the worst DVOA of any number one seed in NFL history. Even if they get a healthy Derrick Henry back, can you really win the Super Bowl with an average game manager and Ryan Tannehill. Cincinnati is a little scary. Because I really do like Joe Burrow. But I don't like Cincinnati's O-line. I don't like their defense. New England. Um, Mac Jones has crashed back to earth. As the Patriots have lost three of their last four games. I honestly don't think this guy is the next Tom Brady. I mean, he's okay, and I do know he's a rookie, and he could still grow. But as of now, I really don't think he's the next Tom Brady. On the NFC, you have the Green Bay Packers. You have where we have Aaron Rodgers really carrying a mediocre team. The Packers would be mediocre at best without Rodgers. The Buccaneers are not. They would be the safe bet to to win the Super Bowl, but they are decimated by injuries. And we'll. Um, Cowboys are inconsistent. Rams are inconsistent. In their loss, the Forty Niners. Um, Matthew Stafford looked like he regressed. So, Kyler Murray and the Colonels are inconsistent. There is no top contender. There is no team in the NFL where you can look at them and 100% say, yeah, they're the favorites to win the Super Bowl. This Super Bowl is going to come down to who gets hot at the right moment. But to be fair, as I went over all the flaws with all the other teams, I should really point out the flaws with the Buffalo Bills. Brian Dable and Leslie Frazier, especially Dable, as I mentioned, just it, just um, too many punts and just sloppy, sloppy play calling against the um, New York Jets. 
the Jets load up the box and bracket. Dable should have bracketed Diggs to keep him away from the sticks. Another concern is the lack of death on the O-line and the D-line. Um, we saw what happens when injuries and COVID get to this offensive line. But, honestly, that is, to me, that is not nearly as concerning as the uh, offensive-defensive coordinators. My biggest reason for pessimism, the reason why many Bills fans are hesitant to plan the parade is because of the offensive-defensive coordinators and the play calling. I mean, on paper, they are better than the Patriots. Josh Allen is way better than Mac Jones. But if Brian Dable continues this this conservative and sloppy play calling, I can see the Patriots pull off the upset, especially considering they are against the greatest coach of all time. The weather is also going to be a factor as... It's, this could be the one of, the, if not the coldest game in Bills history. It really seems like Josh Allen has struggled in the cold, which is why Bills fans are calling to build a dome. Well, it's one reason why Bills fans are calling for a dome. I just really feel like the Buffalo fan base has changed, and they no longer like to to sit in the cold weather anymore. So, what do you think, Bills Mafia? Do you think this is our year? Do you think this is the year the Bills finally win the Super Bowl? Or do you think it's going to end up in heartbreak? Hit me up on Twitter at JRedShow. Another team I'm cautiously optimistic for, but I can't say 100% optimistic, is the Amherst. Last night, they beat the Utica Comets 7-6. They had a 7-2 lead. They had a... um. They had a seven two lead in the second period in the second in the second period, but then allowed Utica to to come roaring back to make it to make it a one goal game. And just like with the Bills, with the Amherst, I have cautious optimism that the they could um make a run at the Calder Cup, something they haven't done since nineteen ninety six. Or at the very least, win a playoff series, something they haven't done since 2005. But they need, they need to get better at place. The goaltending needs to be better. Matt Robson needs to be better. But, like I said, one good thing is that... But there's a couple of reasons why Amherst fans should be optimistic, though. Jack Quinn had a great game. Quinn had a goal and an assist. Actually, he had one goal and three assists. Oh, sorry, Lackleson had four assists. I mean, if healthy, just like the buff, just like the Buffalo Bills, this the Rochester Americans' hope of winning the Calder Cup is getting hot in May and getting healthy and avoiding COVID. Right now, the Rochester Americans have the seventh best record in the AHL, but I do think they can make a run if they're healthy. 
I would like to see um, Botterill and Carmano, not, not Botterill, I would like to see Kevin Adams and Jason Carmanos make some moves and put this team over the top. But overall, I really like the direction the Rochester Americans are going in. So we can talk about, so are the Rochester Americans good enough to, so what do you think? Are the Rochester, just as I just as I asked the same question about the Buffalo Bills, are the Rochester Americans good enough to win the Call the Cup? Hit me on Twitter at JRed Show. S- uh, Saturday is going to be a fun day for me. I'm going to go to the Amherst at 5 o'clock. I'm going to go to the Amherst game to watch them take on the B- Bavel Senators. And then afterwards, I'm going to go to Batavia Downs to watch the Bills game. Well... With the Bills and the Amherst, they have a shot at a championship. For the Buffalo Sabres, they do not. They currently have 11 wins, 19 losses, and 6 overtime losses for a total of 28 points. They're 8th in the wildcard race with 28, 7 behind the club as Blue Jackets. And six in the Atlanta Division, sixteen points behind the Boston Bruins. There is no parade planning or playoff planning for the Buffalo Sabers. They are probably going to miss the playoffs for the eleventh year in a row, and it really is sad that Rick Jenneret's career is going to end this way. This year for the Sabers is just about developing. And getting hope for the future. Today they beat the Na- Nashville Predators four to one. It was Aaron Dell got his first win as a Buffalo Saber, his first win in the National Hockey League. Jeff Skinner got two goals, so um, which now he now has five hundred points in his career. Um. Well, it was nice to um see them bounce back and win four to one, um after losing um arguably their worst game of the season six to one to the Tampa Bay Lightning. So I was getting a little concerned about Granado, but he's still getting the best what he can out of this roster. But at the end of the day, this roster just is not good. It's going to be an 11th straight year without playoffs. This year is just about developing the young talent. So what are your thoughts here on Twitter at Jared Show? On to college football. The Georgia Bulldogs defeat the Alabama Crimson Tide 33-18 to win their first national championship in 41 years. So, after all the chokes that Georgia sports have been through, all the tough, tough all the tough, all the hard hardships Georgia sports have been through the last couple of years, from the Falcons choking a 28-3 lead to the Patriots, to Georgia's choke a couple of years ago, um, the Braves choking a 3-1 series lead, it looks like things are finally starting to turn out right for Georgia as the Braves won the World Series a few months ago, and now the Georgia Bulldogs um, win the national championship. For Georgia, 
Bennett was 17 for 26, 224 yards, two touchdowns. And for Alabama, Young was 35 for 57, 369 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. But despite those impressive numbers, this was a defensive national championship as the score was only 9-6 Alabama at halftime. Stetson Bennett was the offensive MVP and Lewis Kine was the defensive MVP. And Georgia and Alabama are the co-favorites to win again in 2023. Again, the lack of pariety in college football is just getting worse and worse. Teams are recruiting at, schools are recruiting at a ridiculous rate. Especially in the SEC. And don't get me started on the referees. Like that awful fumble call where Bennett threw the ball, it went out of bounds, but the refs called it a fumble and it was Alabama ball. And I thought NFL refs were bad. College football refs are absolutely worse. But again, the problem with both leagues is the the rule book. Referees have no idea what to call. This is a problem with all sports, really. Referees have no idea what to call because everyone's judgment varies. And the rules are too vague. I gotta tell you, college football is in a dark place right now. It was nice to see Cincinnati in the in the um final four, but it was all for naught as they easily got squashed by Alabama. Just the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. And you gotta wonder if there's gonna be a split between the group of five and the power five and how Many more times are we going to see Alabama in the national championship? One would think it'll happen when Nick Saban finally retires. But with the way Alabama is recruiting, they are. I thought they were finally going to go away. I was wrong. They are not going anywhere. Yeah. So what are your thoughts? Hit me on Twitter at JRedge. And now I want to talk about two of the best athletes in the world. Two, two athletes who have followed a similar path in this past year. These two stories are so identical, it's almost scary. Uh, these two athletes are Cristiano Ronaldo and LeBron James. They both are one of, if not the, the best players of all time in their respective sports of soccer and basketball. And to cement their legacies... Ronaldo went to Manchester United and LeBron went to the Los Angeles Lakers. And even though the athlete they themselves are doing great, 
Ronaldo just surpassed 800 goals. And LeBron just surpassed 3,600 points. The teams they are on are not. Manchester United is 9-4-6 for 31 points. And 7th in the Premier League. And the Los Angeles Lakers are 21-21. and Both these teams are average right now. And they're both a mess. They would be well below average if it United would be well below average if it wasn't for Ronaldo and the Lakers would be well below average if it wasn't for LeBron. So very similar stories how these two world class athletes got to this point. And now the question is where do they go from here? Does Ronaldo regret signing with Manchester United? And does LeBron regret um, going to the Los Angeles Lakers? I mean, with LeBron, they try to assemble a super team of Anthony Davis, Carmelo Anthony, and Russell Westbrook. But it has ba- so far, it has backfired. We are halfway through the season, and the Lakers are average. Manchester United, same thing. They are halfway through their season, and they are average right now. Right now, the team that leads the NBA is the Phoenix Suns with 31 wins and 9 losses. Memphis at 3-14. And um, another team to look out for is the Brooklyn Nets. Um... Well, we're breaking news about from the Brooklyn Nets. Um, Kyrie Irving could play home games through a loophole. Um, for Kyrie Irving's extended absence for the Nets um, has been one of the biggest stories in base this season. New York City passed an executive order that mandated NBA players on the Nets and Knicks to receive a COVID vaccine, and Kyrie Irving refused. Um... I guess apparently through a loophole, he could um, get on the court. But the Nets should not allow that to happen. They have Kevin Durant. They have James Harden. That that alone makes them an NBA contender. Meanwhile, for the other New York team, the Knicks are getting... The Knicks are one of the biggest surprises of the season. They were expected to be one of the worst teams of the year, but they made a shocking turnaround um, under Tom Thibault. As of now, they're hovering around 500, which is not a bad year, but still very disappointing. But what caused the next turnaround is the recruiting class from Duke. They had one. They had one of the best freshman classes in recent memory. The Blue, the Blue Devils landed the top three recruits in the country, and R.J. Barrett, Zion Williamson, and Cam Reddish. If the Knicks can get Zion Williams back, they would be really dangerous. And look at 2019 Duke again. What are your thoughts here on Twitter? Jared Show. Um, for soccer, um, Manchester City pretty much leads the Premier League with 55 points. 53 points, I should say. They're 10 points ahead of Chelsea. So it doesn't look like there's going to be a Premier League chase this year. It looks like um, Manchester City is going to run... I, I, I say Manchester United. I meant to say Manchester City. Manchester City 
leads the Premier League with 53 points, 10 points ahead of Chelsea. It looks like there's going to be no um, Premier League chase this year as Manchester City, City should run away with it. But um, Emmanuel Pettit makes a shocking prediction about Arsenal and Chelsea. The more interesting race is going to be um, the race for the top four. And Arsenal's eight points behind Chelsea with a game in hand. And honestly, I'm looking at this Arsenal team. They've been bad. They were really bad to begin the year. But I'm really starting to like them right now. I think one of the... I really I really like Emile Smith-Rowe, who leads the team with eight goals. Um, I like their coaching. And I think they I honestly think Arsenal's going to finish in the top four. So what are your thoughts on sports? Hit me on Twitter at JRedShow. Enjoy the playoffs. For those going to the game, stay warm. And as always, keep on listening to the J Red Show on Anchor and Spotify. Have a good day and go Bills.